Hello, let's get ready for some midweek fixtures. So, welcome to the Average Football Pod. I am Craig Turner. Oh, that sounds weird. And um, we're going through some midweek fixtures this week. So, normally this is usually a review show, review pod. So, we're just going to go through what happened in the games last week. But this week, we're going to do something different. We're going to go through just midweek. We're not going to talk about what happened at the weekend because not really a lot happened. A lot of penalties and it was a bit boring, really. Um, and, um, yeah, so seven penalties. Some of them were dubious. I don't think there was really a clear penalty in any of the games, really, despite what you might think. Um, uh, the main like, Ronaldo one was a bit controversial in a way, but the player should have done what he did. Uh, you had Madison diving. You had Salah looking for a penalty and getting one. Uh, there were penalties that weren't given. The Man City one was a joke. That was not a penalty in a million years. How VAR did not get that right, I do not know. Um, and, yeah, it was just a little bit disappointing for VAR this week, actually, because it ruined a lot of matches, I felt, because... Um, a lot of the games were decided on penalties. Uh, so the City was decided on a penalty. Chelsea had a couple of penalties. Liverpool match was decided on a penalty. Man United's on a penalty. Uh, just Yeah, it just seemed really disappointing that these matches were sort of all done on penalties. And um, yeah, don't really want to, don't really want to talk about that really. I want to talk positive about football and goals and this, that and the other. So um, yeah, we're just going to move on. And um, we're going to talk about the midweek fixtures this week. So here are the games that are coming up this week. So on uh, today, Tuesday, you have got Norwich versus Villa. And then you've got Man City against Leeds. There was supposed to be May, uh, Brentford versus Man United, but that has been postponed due to an outbreak of COVID at Manchester United. Then tomorrow, we've got Burnley against Watford. Brighton with the Wolves. Wolves, that is. Wolves. Uh, Palace versus Southampton. And you've got Arsenal versus West Ham, which would be a really good game. We'll talk about that in a bit because there's been some stuff going on at Arsenal. Uh, Thursday, you've got Leicester versus Spurs. Spurs' first game in almost two weeks. You've got Chelsea versus Everton and Liverpool versus Newcastle. So expect goals in that one for one team. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that later on as well. It's the last game we're going to be talking about because it's the last game of that week before I'm back again on Friday to give... M- uh, to talk about the week coming up in all things European and Premier League. So, uh, good talk about the first game. Um, first game really, and um, the first game I should be talking about is Norwich versus Villa. So Dean Smith um plays his old club, literally his old club, because he's only had a month away from Villa and he's playing him again. Uh, you got Steven Gerrard playing his form, uh, playing Villa's former manager. Um, both coming off losses, one of their losses at the weekend. Um. Norwich will feel a little bit aggrieved over May United game because uh, they created some good chances. Unfortunately, they were just up against a David De Gea that was just on absolute fire on uh, Saturday. Um, normally, I go to that match, and um, it's weird. Like every time I've gone to see Norwich versus May United, David De Gea always makes some amazing saves. Always makes some amazing saves. And um, Saturday was no better. I went out the match, so I watched it on telly, and. Um, just what I say, um, so normally I go with a friend who sits in the table section. Norwich's table section is sickening, absolutely disgusting that they sit on the front row, there's no cover, pouring with rain, and you're, you get soaking wet, and it is and it's co- and freezing cold, and it's absolutely disgraceful that Norwich 
don't do anything about that. So um, just want to say, Norwich, you're a disgrace with the disabled section um, that you have. Um, as I've sat there a few times and uh, I've got absolutely soaking wet. And I'm lucky that I can get up and change or change into different clothes and stuff like that. There are people there that can't do that. And I think it's absolutely disgusting that you guys don't do anything about that or you put them in a position where they get soaking wet when the rain falls. So that's my little soapbox bit there. So um, I love Norwich is a great club and um, um, I think this game's going to be really tight and really close. Um, Villa are going to be up for this as well because, again, it's a game that they feel they could, they should and could win. Norwich will, Norwich will also be up because, again, as, despite them losing the main United, they will feel quite happy over the loss because they created chances. There was fantastic saves from De Gea and... It just gives Norwich that confidence boost going into this game. Uh, they've had some Norwich have got some injury problems as well and um, suspensions, but Brandon Williams should be back for Norwich um, after he was ineligible to play against United. So it just gives them a little bit of a boost on the left side. Um, and yeah, if you're going to watch this game, I'll definitely have a look at it. I think it would be very interesting. Um, this game is a 7:45 kickoff um, today. Uh, in UK time that is so um, yeah if you can watch it watch 15 minutes of it if it's a boring match then 8 o'clock you've got Man City um, Leeds so we'll talk about that now so here we have Man City Leeds we're going to have a little bit of a love in between Pep and Bielsa because them two absolutely adore each other they love each other so before the match Pep will be praising Guardi uh, Bielsa all the way through his press conference and little pre-match talk that he will do and then Bielsa will also be doing the same with Pep. So, about how much he's a great manager, a great coach. Oh, he loves him, loves him, loves him. Um, the game itself could be really interesting. Is that Leeds um, will come into this game sort of feeling they should have got something against Chelsea, really. Um, they created a few chances. Um, they were unlucky. I think one of the penalties they were slightly unlucky with. Um, but then... The problem with Leeds is that they are scoring goals. They're very attacking. They're very attack-minded side. They're just having problems shutting them out, shutting goals away, actually, um, and keeping tight at the back. And that's due to injuries, I think, half of it. So they just need some injuries just to return. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Bamford, it was, he scores against um, uh, Brentford the other week and then pulls his hamstring while celebrating. So they've just been really unlucky this year with injuries. And always a club that like that always has an injury crisis or throughout the season. It's just really unlucky. And Leeds are that club. Um, I think for Leeds this year, if they can just stay up, then that's a positive for him. Um, Bielsa, I, I think the idea was maybe to get into Europe this year, but I think maybe that's just going to have to hold off for another year, really, until next season and then make a big push for it. Because Bielsa's the right man for Leeds. Um, but it's just what they do afterwards, really. And um, is if and if, if Bielsa, Bielsa wants to stay as well, because Bielsa does have a tendency to just up and leave if he feel like he can't do anything else with the club. Man City, on the other hand, where uh, they were really good against Wolves. Um, lucky with the penalty, but to be honest, they, sh they would have probably felt they could have scored two or three against Wolves. And they'll go in this game really attacking and... It will be an end-to-end -end game. Very, it'll be a really good game. I think um, definitely a one to watch for really, really good football. This will be the match to watch. So definitely have a look at that at 8 o'clock tonight. Right, moving on to Wednesday's games. So I'm um, going to talk about Burnley-Watford. 
So this is almost like a six-pointer, really, um, in a way, because Watford are sort of... They need. They feel like they probably need some points on the board again. Um, Burnley have only won one this year, one game this year, but they've drawn a lot. And um, they would probably feel quite aggrieved that they haven't had a few more wins because it only takes two or three wins for um, Burnley and they're back into mid-table and that's them done for the year, really. And they'll be pretty much safe. Um, Burnley are in an interesting situation where fans are thinking, when are we going to go down? And then... Also, I think from Burnley's perspective, is Sean Dyche willing to stay to push him into the champ uh, to manage him in the championship again? Because they're in that's that's the because you see managers Eddie Howe wasn't a great example of it is that they do so well at a club they they build the club really well and then they get relegated and they just go do you know what I can't I can't do it anymore I need a break I need a rest I need to get away and I've got a feeling that could happen with Burnley. Um, Managerial-wise for Burnley, that'll be an interesting appointment because I think there'll be a lot of people not necessarily wanting the job because it's a very tricky job after Sean Dyche goes in after he steps away. I think that's a really tough, tough ask for a manager, really. It'd be like, it's not in the same scale replacing Alex Ferguson, but you're looking at someone that's been there for a decade almost now and it's it's a tough job. And he's done wonders with that side. So, um, yeah, very interesting position with Burnley. Um, they were probably happy that they got, really happy that they got a draw against a really good West Ham side at the weekend. Uh, Watford will feel annoyed that they lost to Brentford on Friday. I know Ranieri was definitely annoyed over that because he felt that all they had to do was just um, have a little bit of game management, really, with the, with the match. And they didn't do that. And that's what cost them the win at the end, of, at least a point at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, Ranieri wasn't overly happy with the way the players sort of dealt with the last 10 minutes of that match. So this game could be really boring and it could be a one nil 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 here. So I wouldn't say watch it because I think it can be a good game. So probably stay away if you can. Maybe watch some highlights if there is any. Uh, then you've got Brighton Wolves. Uh, Brighton Wolves is a... Um, a, a, a good game to watch. Um, Brighton didn't play midweek uh, at the weekend because of Spurs' COVID issues. Uh, Graham Potter said he's got nine players out potentially at the moment. So you're looking at maybe a depleted Brighton side against Wolves. Wolves will feel really aggrieved to lose to Man City. I know Bruno Large was not happy with um, just Wolves' attitude, really. Um for the yellow card for Jimenez, he wasn't overly happy with that. And he um, wasn't happy with the yellow card, but then he wasn't happy with Jimenez with the red card. And then to have the handball, go, that wasn't a handball go against him. I can imagine that he's going to really uh, galvanise the players for this game and say, right, you know, you deserve this win the other day. So go out and prove it that you deserve, deserve it because Wolves haven't won a game for a couple of games. So... They just need to just get back into winning ways, really. Um, without Jimenez, I'd be interested to see what they do up top. Uh, you think Hawan will start if he's fit. Um, but Wolves defensively look quite solid as well, which is um, nice to see now. Um, after last year, they sort of leaking goals a little bit last year. Um, but yeah, it, this, is a re- this is a good game to watch. So I'd um, definitely have a little look at this if you can. Um, tomorrow, uh, they're all so. If you're in the UK, these are all on BT Sport tomorrow. All these games, and that's a 7:30 game. So um, the Brent, 
uh, Burnley Watford's also 7.30. And then the next 7.30 is Palace against Southampton. Um, this game, um, it, I think Palace will win this game by 2, 3-0, two, I think. Southampton have got such bad injury problems at the moment. Um, if you didn't know, um, I don't think I mentioned this on Saturday, but uh, Southampton doesn't have a fit goalkeeper at the moment. So they played Willie Caballero in goal on um, on uh, Saturday against Arsenal. And he is 40 years old. He hasn't been with a club for six months and um, was chucked into a Premier League game against Arsenal. So um, he did well to consider it was 3-0. Um, I think Raph Hafenhutl was just basically just going, right, just want to get this week over and done with, get this week out of the way. And hopefully by the time the Boxing Day fixtures come around, they've got some fit players um, to play because um, Southampton have got just such a bad injury problem at the moment and they just need players back. And I think if they can get through the Palace game slightly unscathed, if they get a draw out of that, that would be a good result for them. And then they've got Brentford on Saturday. Um, if they can get through the next two games with four points, two points at least, that's probably, I think he'll be reasonably happy with that. Um, and then be ready for the Christmas um, fixture congestion that will happen. So, yeah, I think South, uh, Palace will definitely go into this game really with their tails up after beating Everton 3-1. Um, Conor Gallagher has been fantastic for them and is starting to get all the headlines and praises that he currently deserves at the moment because the goal against Everton, his second goal, was a fantastic strike. So, um Definitely worth a little view if you can. If you're watching the three seven thirties, Palace Southampton is definitely the one to have a look at. And then switch over to eight o'clock, Arsenal West Ham. Uh, so Arsenal have had some issues. Uh, Piet Aubameyang uh, was um, suspended by the club or disciplined by the club, left out the side. Yeah, it's a bit weird. What's that? Uh, he was left outside on Saturday um, for failing to adhere to the discipline. Um, issues that Arsenal have there. Uh, I say issues. Um, what's the word? They, they've, they've got a disciplinary procedure at Arsenal and he failed to follow the rules that they've set. And they'd probably set him as a club and a player, as players as well. Um, and it's been announced today that uh, he's been stripped of the captaincy and will not feature against West Ham t- um, tomorrow night. So um, that's someone that they're guaranteed not to have in their side. Um West Ham on the other side, uh, they'll be annoyed, really annoyed that they um, drew to Burnley on Sunday and uh, will really want to put to their London rivals, really, because um, it's a, this game's going to have a good atmosphere, I feel. Just, it's got a night, it's got a, I've got a feel like it's going to be a bit of a spicy game as well. There's going to be some tackles flying in. I don't know why. I just, I've just got that feeling that there's going to be some, there might be a sending off in this game. Um, so definitely have a little watch of that tomorrow night. Then let's move on to Thursday. Thursday, we've got Leicester Spurs. So Leicester winning 4-0 against Newcastle, which was a bit of a shock considering how Newcastle were going into the game and their fans were feeling confident and then um, they lose 4-0. And Vardy didn't even score. So t- Vardy, uh, Tillemans is back in Leicester and it shows that they've missed him. Madison's slightly coming back into some form again. Is it temporary? Who knows? Uh, Spurs haven't played for almost two weeks because uh, the Burnley game got cancelled. They were supposed to play Rons and that got cancelled. Uh, they were supposed to play Brighton and that got cancelled because of COVID. So um, Spurs have had sort of a nice little break in a way. 
I'm not sure how much trade has happened or what they've been able to do in this time period. Uh, that'll probably be announced tomorrow when Conte does his press conference. Um, but if they're able to, if the if the fit players and the players that haven't tested positive uh, tested positive for COVID have been able to train, then that's been great for Conte to be out on the training pitch and actually work with the side that he wants to uh, Im- implement his ideas. So I think Leicester will find this game really tricky, and um, I think Spurs will come in really sort of fresh and up for this game. So um, I think Spurs might win this, actually. Um, but Leicester just need to find some consistency. Uh, they've been so inconsistent this year that they've lost games, won games, lost games, won games, drawn games. And it shows with their Europa League, the fact they've been knocked out into the Europa Conference League shows how inconsistent they have been this year. Sorry, just drinking tea. Uh, <laughs> uh, then on um, 7.30, you've got Chelsea versus Everton. Um, normally, you look at this game and go, oh, this is a nice game. This is a good game. I think if Everton had a fit squad, this would be a really, really good game. But um, again, Everton beaten he- heavily against Palace. And they, if I, f- I think if, a fit Ever- if there was a fit Everton side, they would beat Palace. Um, but th- just being unlucky with, with injuries and I do worry about Benitez because I think there is a little bit of an agenda against him with him being a Liverpool manager but I think if Everton fans just took a step back a little bit Benitez is doing the best of what he's got and it's not a side that he probably wants and I do think in January there'll be a lot of um, players going out of Everton actually um, the problem with Everton on loan I don't think they'll be able to sell them but on loan definitely so um that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I think Chelsea, Chelsea will really go in with this game really confident. Um, it needs to start Lukaku a bit more now. Um, it feels like Lukaku's had his sort of rest on the bench a little bit after his hamstring injury and he's probably ready, an ankle injury actually, and he's probably ready to come back into the side and start. That would just give Chelsea another dimension because um, they can't rely on Jorginho to get penalties all the time. Uh, Rudiger's been playing fantastically well at the moment. Um, he's been brilliant for Chelsea. Um, yeah, just and Mount scored some good goals. Uh, scored a really good goal um, against Leeds the other day. So um, he's coming into some form, which is good to see for an England perspective. And then the last game was um, Liverpool versus Newcastle. So um, take a bet on how many goals Liverpool are going to score, really, I think this game is. Um, no offence, Newcastle fans. I just don't think you're going to even touch Liverpool. Um, on Wednesday night, I think the way Liverpool scoring goals were fun um, before, like two one nils, just shows how confident and how buoyed they are by their form at the moment. Um, Salamane, Jota, uh, Firmino, uh, they're all playing really well. Firmino's come back inside after injury. You just look at that side and just think, I'm sorry, but Newcastle are going to get battered on them um, Thursday night, and it's all just about how many they will score, really. Um, I can't see Newcastle laying a glove on Liverpool. Uh, it's just it's just a bit sad to see, really, with Newcastle. And like I said on Friday and the last couple of weeks, is that Newcastle need to get wins. And they've got some really, really tough fixtures over the next uh, couple of games, um, which looks like games that they're not necessarily going to win. They've got to play Man United on Boxing Day, if I'm right in thinking. Yep, they've got to play Man United on the Monday after Boxing Day. Oh, what's going on here? I've done something. Um, there we go. Um, then uh, next weekend they've got Man City. They've got Man United on the Monday after box on the twenty seventh. 
Then they've got to play uh, Everton, which is probably a winnable game. But if Everton got players back, then who knows? Um, so it's not looking good. And then we're into January, um, where Newcastle again have got Southampton. So you sort of want to feel that they get these three games out of the way, and um, then they're on a on winnable games part of the season and who knows they could have some players in by the first of january they could have already set up some loan deals i know there's been links with delhi alley but then does he want to go to newcastle or not who knows um so yeah so that's the so that's the end of the um game games this week really i've gone through them all actually which is lovely hope you all enjoyed that so i hope there's all something for everyone there uh like i say on friday we'll go back through i'll do a little bit review of this week um, and also talk about uh, what's happened in what's going to happen in Europe this week as well, because we're also coming into mid-season breaks with European games. So we'll see where that goes. All right. I hope you all have a lovely time. I'll see you on Friday and have be safe and enjoy the football. See you soon. Bye.